Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by Greg to preview this week's bet in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good Paul. Doing well, thank you. Doing good. Good. We've got the first uh, piece of silverware up for grabs uh, of the season. That's on Sunday. We've got the Via Play Cup. And we've got a couple of massive games in the Championship and League One as well, where the two teams at the top of each of those divisions play each other this weekend, as well as a, a full card uh, across the board in Scotland. So plenty to look forward to. We are very much into full swing now this season. I think we are now probably approaching the halfway mark by the time we get to the end of this month. So we've got, what, 12, 13, 14 games played in each league. As you see, we've got a cup final to look forward to on Sunday. And yeah, it's very much going to plan at the moment. Yeah, and we had a fabulous weekend last weekend. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the, the gambler Christmas night out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was really good last weekend. Um, a very enjoyable day out in Glasgow. Um, plenty of beers and plenty of winners on the channel and on the podcast last week. Yeah, we uh, we sat in the pub and watched some bets come in, didn't we? I think the the guys round about us thought you were supporting every team in Scotland at the time. Well, the goals were flying and started off very well with Cove, the first goal scorers of the day away right. at um, Annan. So I'm amazed won. you can remember that. <laughs> oh yes, always remember the winners, not so much the losers. Uh, Cove bet builder came in, Hibs to win came in. With Clyde Beeston goals that came in. With East Fife to win that came in, and we had Ross County. Um, corners and two goals in that match that also came in. I think we also mentioned Dundee corners at Ibrox they hit seven uh, yeah, they hit, yep. uh, 10 to 11 to get three and my only regret only because we had so much already on the channel that we didn't back goals in the Wraith Rovers versus Partick Thistle game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. We did mention that we did highlight it for goals and my goodness there was goals. A 4-3 thriller at Starks Park and that um, brought us into Sunday, where Celtic were doing Celtic things on the first half corner shoot. Indeed, yeah, and we'll talk about that uh, on the podcast again this week. Uh, if it's not broke, I don't fix it. So yeah, they didn't get the result, but they got the first ca- first half corners up as well, didn't they? Thirty to ten, we got for them, which really, when you think about it, is a just a tremendous price. And I still think we were chatting to uh, Paul Petrie. On, when we're out on Tuesday night for a wee catch-up and we're discussing the fact that the bookies are still getting it very wrong in a lot of the markets in Scotland still, which is fantastic. You don't get much of an edge on the, the Champions League and the Premiership in England, but when it comes to Scottish football, the, the bookies still are a bit a bit far off when it comes to their pricing of games and obviously we're happy to lap that up. Yeah, and as you say, we're kind of approaching that part of the season where we've got plenty of Games under our belt, the international break is out the way, things are starting to settle down a wee bit. You know, we're far enough away from the end of the season that we're not getting too many freak results, I don't think. So, it's a nice wee period for us here as we come into Christmas and, uh, and the new year. Yeah, it's been really good. I think our Saturdays over the course of the season have, have on the whole, been really, really good. But I think last weekend was probably the best one we've had in terms of, I think, points return. I think a 10 point return over the weekend and I must admit it's a very attractive card this weekend as well the the hard part's not getting too excited and and going (laughs) daft but I think we've picked out some really good opportunities this weekend yeah, and just touching on, for anyone who's not on the channel, you had a nice wee touch yesterday, didn't you, and um, Banks OD, who are a team that some listeners might never have heard of. Yeah, so Banks OD are currently um, leading the Highland League at the moment. Uh, a team from Aberdeen, and 
tell you what, it's, it's a podcast or a gambler channel first in which my <laughs> first tip from the Aberdeenshire Shield trophy um, happened on uh, last night. Banks of D were playing Aberdeen B. Now, Aberdeen have had a match tonight, and we'll touch upon that later. And we've got a cup final on Sunday against Rangers. So mm-hmm. it's always going to be uh, a very young Aberdeen side. And to be fair, I think the Aberdeen team that play in this competition, it's generally under 18s. So yeah. it's Aberdeen under 18s against a very, very experienced Highland League side. And I'm talking mm-hmm. very experienced, lots of games under the belt, guys in their late 20s, early 30s, men v boys, really. So we got 75 on Banks of D last night. Went off at 11 to 10 eventually. But yes, it's fines like that. And that's what keeps people on the podcast and on the channel. And I guess that's why we're four seasons in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, showing well this season again regards profit so far. Yeah, I think we're probably approaching the £1,500 mark um, for the season. Um, five pounds profit from six tracking at the moment. So yeah, it's been a very good December. December's generally a pretty tough month for punters. I'm not a massive fan of December and January. There's so many games, especially over the festive period, but we're going into the last two weeks of December in, in really good shape. Yeah. Um, okay, enough of the backslapping. Let's get on with this week's tips. Uh, as I say, we've got the cup final to look forward to. It's Rangers v Aberdeen on Sunday. Rangers are very short price at 1-6 to to lift the trophy, Greg, but Aberdeen <laughs> will have been lifted by that 2-0 win tonight over Eintracht Frankfurt. It's just popped up on my screen that Rangers have taken the lead in Spain as well. So, yeah, it should be an interesting one on Sunday. Well, yeah, both sides coming into it in pretty decent form. And I say that because Aberdeen... Up until last week, Barry Robson was under huge pressure. But a, a late winner at home to Hearts really um, given him a bit of breathing space. I, I don't think, had they lost that match, he would have left anyway, Robson. Yeah. He would still be there for the cup final. But they're going into that cup final now. Two really good results. Don't get me wrong, tonight it was a, it was a makeshift side tonight from Aberdeen. Eight mm-hmm. changes tonight against Frankfurt. <laughs> a fine 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. However... Um, they're up against a really good Rangers side who very solid, don't concede many goals. They're getting the job done. I, st- I still don't think they're playing that well, but they're winning games and Clement's record so far it has been pretty frightening, to be fair, since he's come in. And again, tonight, away in Spain, 1-0 after 10 minutes is a, is a great start for them. Obviously, from a yeah. betting perspective, they're very, very short on on Sunday. And I think you need to be a bit inventive in terms of backing this match if you want to get on it. Yeah, and it's usually cards we look at in this game, isn't it? Don Robertson's in charge on Sunday. Yeah, it might be the way of the old firm game tactics where we take unders in the first half in this match. Mm -hmm. I'm quite keen to see Aberdeen corners. We don't have team corners yet out for this. In fact, there isn't any corner markets out at all yet for this match. So I'll be waiting until probably... um, probably Saturday probably until we get prices for corners on this match but that'll be my probably uh, my approach into this game will be a bet builder yeah interesting pricing I think I suppose Aberdeen have done pretty well against Rangers recently um, 15 to 2 there'll be some people tempted in by that price I guess Rangers at 4 to 11 um, but yeah I, I think until we see how, how Rangers got on tonight I think they're uh, quite short in the, the middle of the park as well so it might be a wee bit tighter than those odds suggest come Sunday but yeah uh, probably something you look at on the channel ahead of kickoff. Yeah, definitely. Once those corner markets come out, it'll be something I'll send to members probably at some point on Saturday. 
Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at the games in Scottish Premiership. Let's start with Celtic v Hearts. Big win, I guess, for Celtic in Europe um, on Wednesday night, albeit it was a, a dead rubber, but they've got that monkey off their back in terms of getting the, the win in the Champions League off the back of an absolute shocker at Rugby Park last week where they played quite well. First 45 minutes and then just absolutely collapsed in the second half. Lost 2-1. Um, Rangers to close the gap on them. Day, well, so not today, Saturday, they'll have a chance to, to open up that gap uh, to eight points again, albeit they'd have uh, two game, played two games more than Rangers. Hearts, we spoke about Hearts a lot this season. Greg, just really disappointing, only 15 goals in 16 games. I think Shanklin's maybe scored about half of those. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the mantra is if you stop Shanklin, do you stop Hearts? Well, it's, it's true, isn't it? It's such a low return for Hearts, uh, goals wise. Mm-hmm. In what's been a pretty dismal league so far, there have been a lot of poor teams in the Premiership this season. Stephen Naismith was manager of the month for November, and yep. you know what happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> Same for Duncan Ferguson. He was manager of the Guess month in the Championship, yeah. and they lost midweek at Morton. So, yeah, I think Hearts at the moment on a zero goal difference <laughs> after 16 games, 23 points. I don't really hold much hope for them at Celtic Park. That was a massive, massive win for them last night. They needed a, needed that, regardless of what it was in terms of yeah. a dead rubber. To get a win in Europe was good for them and maybe just eases the pressure a little bit on Brendan Rodgers that they've got a win in Europe and they can look forward to Saturday's game. Yeah, I think that's a critical thing. I think, as you say, regardless of the fact that it didn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things from a qualification point of view, Defeat was a bit, not unthinkable, but things would have been pretty toxic off the back of that result at Kilmarnock. Um, so yeah, very short to win on Saturday, but again, it'll be all about corners, Greg. Celtic's last eight uh, domestic games, 11, 12, 13, 11, 13, 12, 11 and 9 last week away at Rugby Park. Uh, so yeah. As ever, it's all about corners at home for Celtic. Have you been reading my notes, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, yeah, well, you've absolutely... <laughs> I keep adding the number on every time because the numbers are just, you know, so impressive week in, week out. Yeah, it's been absolutely outstanding the last kind of five or six games for Celtic in the Connors front. Uh, but as you know, we're a huge fan of alternative markets here and we, we really do enjoy Celtic first half corners. It was a market we probably started doing a couple of seasons ago, mm-hmm. but they have been outstanding for us over the last two or three weeks and especially the last two or three games. To get 13 to 10 away to... Kilmarnock was just was just a phenomenal price and again I could not believe my eyes when the mm-hmm. corner markets came out this week yesterday and we're getting Celtic over 3.5 first half corners 11 to 10 which is remarkable given you look at Celtic's last what five or six home games in the first half they've hit 6, 8, 6, 8, 5, 9 and 6. Yeah. So I'm I'm more than confident Celtic can can rack up four corners on on Saturday, and it's great to see members as well taking the higher line. I know quite a few of the guys take over, five, over four yeah. and a half and five and a half. Do you ever um, do a ladder on, like that yourself? Only when the prices are big, in terms of a, a really low count, and I might do a a ladder up to five or six. But yeah, I think you could definitely do a ladder with Celtic first half corners. I think match corners here is a good option as well. But ultimately, Celtic have hit five or more corners in their last seven home games yeah. and I think they've hit five or more in seven of their, of their eight home games overall so yes for me it's a very simple bet as you say it's, it's not broken don't fix it and I think 11 to 10 
for four first half corners is a, is a great is a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next is Livingston v Kelly. Uh, Livy, I'm not prepared to say they're looking doomed yet, Greg, but they're five points adrift uh, after today. They're away to Petodre, they're away to Celtic Park, and then they've got St Johnston at home. Oh, music to my ears. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that could be a really critical game for, for both sides uh, when it comes around. I think that's just after Christmas. Uh, Kilmarnock, obviously a massive win at Celtic Park last uh, probably part last week against Celtic, and I thoroughly deserved 2-1 win. It was. We were singing Kilmarnock's praises at the start of the season. And rightly so, had a really good start to the season. Not a Celtic out in the cup. They they lost their way a little bit throughout kind of September, October. But they have improved. To get an away win is just incredible for Aberdeen against Aberdeen. Sorry, uh, a last minute winner, and to come back. I don't think many sides come back against Celtic or Rangers um, no. home or away. But to yeah. do that and get another three points, six points out of those two matches, and a really great place in the league now, Kilmarnock can look upwards but can they go to Livingston and win? That's the big question. 65, I must admit I'm a bit disappointed by that price. Mm. Obviously the bookies aren't taking into account Kilmarnock's awful away record, they're, they're purely looking at that from a recent results perspective for Kilmarnock and it's hard to shy away from the fact that Livingston are in a really bad place at the moment. Yeah. And not, I don't mean that by saying they're in Dundee. They are in a really bad place. They've lost their last, what, six games now? No, sorry, seven defeats in the spin. They actually haven't scored in eight games. There was one goal, but that was an own goal. So we're not counting that. So one Livingston player scoring in the last eight games. Um, 12 to 5 for Livingston is extremely short as well, I must admit. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, Kilmarnock's so, so going to have his back. You're, you're not happy with the 65 for Kilmarnock, but you're not happy with the 12 to 5 for No, Livingston should be. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think for this match, Kilmarnock's going to have his backers, and, and rightly so. Uh, I did look at Kilmarnock corners, but wow, the bookies are not having much of that. They're, I think you're only getting 1 to 5 for four Kilmarnock corners which is really low. Yeah. And I'm just not sure yet if I can, can trust Kilmarnock on the road yet at 65. Had they been a bigger price, I might have been on Kilmarnock, but I'm probably going to miss, leave this game out. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I'm not sure that Livingston are, are going to be this bad for the rest of the season. They are going to pick I up hope wins. So. <laughs> you know, David Martindale, if you're looking at games that you might win, be when Kilmarnock come gone, um, especially off the back of the euphoria, I suppose, of beating Celtic last week, you know, sometimes it's hard to follow that up with a win. Yeah, it really is. I, I, I think for me, Livingston are, how, how long can they go without scoring? It's now six yeah. games now without a goal. And they're at home. It's the AstroTurf derby, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I certainly couldn't put anybody off back in Kilmarnock. I just think the price for me is a little bit short. And the fact we've got a tre- tremendous card, we don't really have to concern yeah. ourselves too much about this match. Yeah, there's definitely better options out there. Uh, we might have one at Ross County v Dundee, Greg. Both teams uh, beaten last week, but in pretty decent shape, both of them. Uh, Ross County certainly an upturn in fortune since Derek Adams came back in. They have. speaking to Rev during the week and he was pretty disappointed with Ross County last week. I think we were expecting a little bit more for them uh, at St Mirren. But they did deliver their standard four corners and that's what Ross County do. Uh, they've hit four or more corners now in 11 of their 12 matches. And I think for match corners as well, there's been plenty of corners in Ross County matches. So I think for me, Bookie's caught on a little bit 
in terms of the prices for Ross County corners on its own. But I think there's a nice bet builder here. I think it'll be goals. Dundee having a really good season. I think we'll see goals in this match. And I'm more than happy to back over 1.5 match goals and over 9.5 uh, corners. Also on the basis that Dundee have hit four or more corners now in their last each of their last eight games and five mm. or more in seven of their last eight games. And that includes a seven-corner haul at Ibrox last week. Yeah. So there's absolutely um, no worry for me that we'll not go to Ross County and get some corners. So I think the corners approach and goals approach here at 11-10 to 10 is the best angle for me in this match. Yeah, so recap that one for us. Over, over nine and a half corners and over one and a half goals. Yeah, two goals in the game and over 9.5 corners at 11-10. to 10. Yeah, OK. Uh, St George's v Hibs on Saturday as well, Greg. And I think, uh, I don't know, it feels if Hibs are kind of going under the radar a wee bit under Nick Montgomery since he's went in there. I think he's had 14 games and he's only lost two of them. Uh, one to Rangers and one to Celtic, which isn't bad going at all. And crucially, for the high bees, they're now above hearts on the table. Well, when you think about the plaudits that St Mirren have had this season mm. for being in third position, Hibernian are one point behind them on the same goal difference. So I think you're absolutely spot on with that assessment that they have gone under the radar. But that's because we've been that focused on what we do in Scotland is we focus on what's not going well. We focus <laughs> on people who are struggling. So the focus this season, recently anyway, has been on Barry Robson, recently Stephen yep. Naismith and Stuart Kettlewell. And, and that's yep. probably why Hibs have gone under the radar. But they'll, they'll be fine with that, I would say. Um, we are... We've definitely improved under Levine. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I still think we're really lacking a, a goal threat, though. And uh, I think almost every one of our goals this season has been from a set play, either a free mm-hmm. kick, penalty, or a corner. And that doesn't bode well in terms of scoring goals throughout the season. So, Hibs at 23 to 20. Again, it's probably a little bit short for me, but I can understand why it is short. We're 5-2. to two. Looked at this match, and I think, again, there's enough happening this weekend to leave this match alone, but Hibs will have its backers, and when people look at the league table, when they're doing their Saturday coupon, Hibs sitting in fourth, St Johnson 11th, a wee win. Yeah, still hard to trust them at those prices away from home. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit short for me, and we've yeah. improved, and we're at home, so I think it'll be a very competitive game. One goal win this match, I think. Yeah. Uh, having been out with you on Tuesday night, I can feel a mother will related rant coming on from you um, they're away to St Mirren on Saturday uh, and Stuart Kettwell's just kind of hanging in there by the skin of his teeth isn't he it's just oh, how many late goals is one club going to score what, we'll, yeah. we'll speak about Wraith Rovers Ra- later but... Wraith Rovers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Motherwell aren't far behind them are they no they're not they, they're on a 13 match it's a 12 match um, without a win now for, for Motherwell they've drawn five games but They've scored a 90th minute equaliser in four of those matches. So I'm not saying they're stolen points because games last 90 plus minutes, but to consistently score 90th minute goals to get you a point shows great character. But at the same time, they're leaking goals for fun, Motherwell. Mm. And they, they really can't defend. And that's probably Kettlewell's biggest challenge. And uh, you, you couldn't fancy Motherwell away to St Mirren here. I, I don't think what you can fancy though is potentially goals Motherwell are scoring goals they're scoring goals every week but they're hemorrhaging goals as well mm. and St Mirren at home in third place look at the stay in third place they'll be looking for three points here I, I think there's definitely a goals angle here and I think the Asian goal line on over two and two and a half 
is not the worst of shouts in this game. So half dates back if there's two goals. Yeah, over straight over two and a half is thirteen to ten, Greg. Well, there you go. That, that, I, I think that's the wrong price. You're getting yeah. you're getting eleven uh, twenty one to twenty on the Asian line over two and two and a half. So if two yeah. goals are scored, you get half your state back. So I think the bookies have, have got this wrong. I, yeah. I've not seen an over two and a half goals line in Scotland in the Premiership for a while as big as that. Yeah, it'll be two to one with St Johnson play Livingston, but um, for St Mirren at home and the fact Motherwell can't defend but are scoring goals, mm-hmm. I think there's an angle here. We were talking uh, just before the podcast there about how short the prices were in tonight's European games for over two and a half goals. So I think in a game like this, if you're getting thirteen to ten, then you need to give it some consideration. Yeah, I would. I would totally agree with that. I, I think it's the wrong price, but I, I prefer the Asian line, knowing you want to get some money back. And there's only two. Okay, let's have a wee look into the Championship, uh, where arguably it's game of the day in Scotland. Greg, we've got the United Faith Rovers at the top of the Championship. It's actually Raith Rovers who are top of the table, uh, albeit they've played one more game than the United. But yeah, it should be a cracker uh, at Tannadice on Saturday. Absolutely, without a doubt, the uh, game of the day in Scotland, well, apart from maybe a cup final on Sunday, but on the Saturday, going to be over 10,000 at Tannadice. I think Wraith Rovers are putting on three buses for all, mm-hmm. all away fans, which, yep. which is great. So they'll have a good back in there at, at Tannadice. Wraith Rovers, though, you have to admire their um, never-die attitude. I've never seen a side score. <laughs> so many late goals across so many matches. Yeah. I think I've counted it five of their wins this season have been scored by goals in the 90th minute. And that yeah. doesn't include matches in which they've come back to win in 87 and 86. <laughs> yeah, the last five league wins have come, the, the winning goal has come in the 93rd, the 92nd, the 94th, the 82nd and the 95th minute, uh, which is some going, but I just wonder how sustainable that is. I don't think it is. I, I think there's fine lines in football and in another planet and another universe, Wraith Rovers could have found themselves in third or fourth place with Thistle mm-hmm. and Dunfermline. And I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but so many points scored late on. And what it does do, it gives them a great platform. As you say, two points ahead. If they get a win here, that's a, fa- a four-point, a, four a five-point gap ahead of United, then really there's ask some questions of them. I, I don't mm-hmm. see them going to Tandes and winning. But I must admit, though, I think the United price is far too short. Ridiculously yeah, I was really short. Surprised. Like, really surprised to see insultingly that. short, that price for, for United. Yeah. So that obviously puts a bit of value in the Wraith camp. And having mm-hmm. watched their game against Thistle last week, going forward, Wraith are absolutely, um, when they're on top of their top of their game, they're great to watch. I think Dylan Easton's probably one of the best players in that league. And we've spoken about him a lot. But... It's at Tannadice. United have had a really solid season. Ten wins and four draws. Really, really, really good. And they find themselves not top. Yeah. Which goes to show us how well Wraith have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, I'd be keen to see if we can get some prices on Wraith Rovers' corners. And uh, I think Skybet will potentially offer that. I've not had a look yet to see what price they're at. But yeah. at 9-2 for the um, away win seems a bit big for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, a, a late goal might be an option as well, Kevin. Well, I did look at that. We Betfield at five do the late goal um, line usually after 74, 75 minutes. So, mm-hmm. or you can just wait until it hits 90 minutes and just bat Wraith to score. <laughs> probably get a goal line set at 90 minutes on this one. <laughs> the way Wraith throws have been going. Um, one team we do quite like to look off is Inverness away to our bros, Jim McIntyre. Uh, and at our growth, but there's been no upturn there just yet. Uh, they're on the short list. Uh, anything else standing out in the championship? A couple of games. I think Inverness at home to our both, as you say, I do like the look of our Inverness for this match. I was asked a few questions midweek about their trip to, to Capelo, uh, and my response was Morton are a horrible, horrible side. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long trek down to um, to, to Greenock and just didn't fancy them. I, I think people fancy them because we're 74. And 74, given how well Duncan Ferguson's done there since he's went in, and obviously they're winning matches, they're now mid table, cleared the relegation spots. Morton in a bit of a sticky patch up until recently, but mm-hmm. two massive wins for them. But they're playing on our both side, Inverness, who no manager bounds, a uh, demoralising last minute loser against. Wraith Rovers last night and they lost to Morton on, on Saturday. So back-to-back defeats for Jim McIntyre and they have to pick themselves up for this one and I think the Inverness at 17-20 to 20 was, was good value. Not 17-20 to 20 anymore but that's why we get most of our Scottish bets identified up and on the channel nice and early on a Monday or a Sunday. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Morton there, Greg. They are twenty-one to twenty to beat Queens Park, which isn't the worst of prices. I think is that two in a row. Morton have won now this week, so yes. it's been a good, yeah. good week for them. Queens Park still managerless, as far as I can make out. I think there was a no. Rumor. They've got a new manager tonight. Or did they point someone? Did I, they? I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. Uh, I, I've got no idea who he is. I've seen a photograph of him on Twitter. I've not read the article yet. So they do have a new manager, but that's not enough <laughs> to make no, me want to no. back them here. Not once since the middle of August, I don't think. No. I remember they beat part of our growth back to back. You'd have to be mental to back Queen's Park in this match. I, I think Morton, who were six to five, I think, up until tonight to win this match, look a very solid shout at home, a bit of form behind them, two great wins. It's lifted them well clear now of the bottom place, given they were bottom a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. if you're back and looking for a bet in this game, I would absolutely urge you to back Morton. Yeah, um, other two games are Air United v Airdrie down at Somerset Park and Inferland v Partick Thistle. I guess in the latter, goals might be an option. It's usually goals follow Partick Thistle. Yeah, defensively really weak, Thistle. And they lost another four goals. They've lost a lot of goals this season, Thistle. But they are um, prone to scoring two or three themselves. The Inferland are a bit of a tricky side to fathom out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've not sussed them out yet this season. They're sitting in fourth for a decent season so far, Dunfermline, but I think you're absolutely right. I think goals is the best approach for this game mm-hmm. on the basis that this will probably will concede, but very likely they'll, they'll grab a goal in this match as well. And off to Somerset Park, Air v Airdrie. Airdrie for me, we get found out a little bit now um, midway through the season. I think Ayr uh, performed really well actually at Tannadice last week in that 1-0 defeat. And I think Ayr to win this match, they're due a home in Ayr, they really are. And we've already highlighted Airdrie's struggles on the road. So yeah. I think again as well, another side at home, odds against, I think Ayr probably could shout in this match as well. 
Yeah, as you say, Airdrie's away record's pretty poor, just uh, one win and one draw in seven, but then Airdrie's home record's not much better, just one win and a draw. Something's got to give, and hopefully it's a home win. Yeah. Okay, in League One, we've got a similarly exciting game at the top of the table. We've got Hamilton. Falkirk and I think uh, much more evenly priced Hamilton 11 to 8 to win at New Douglas Park Falkirk uh, just over 2 to 1 any thoughts on that one? Well it's a, it's a huge game for both clubs it really is they've had a it's a bit like the championship these two I, I kind of feel sorry for both of them because to have 37 points in the bag after 16 matches be like 10 points clear of the chasing pack and not be miles ahead of second place is a hard one to take. Uh, I wouldn't want to call this one. I really wouldn't. The first game finished 0-0. Yeah. I would expect a really pitchy and low-scoring affair here. Uh, it's not a match to be getting involved in. I would stay yeah. well clear of this game. There's no need to get yeah. involved in this match. We will wish our good friend Slips tips some luck. I think he's going to that one. Uh, big yes, I think he fan. is. Uh, so There'll be more Falkirt fans here than Hamilton fans, so they'll be well backed. <laughs> and I don't mean that disrespectfully, it's a fact. <laughs> it's factually true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely not a game to be getting involved in. I think, again, yeah. you'd have to be pretty mad, mad to get involved in this game. Although, saying that, some backers of the Falkirk variety will fancy them at 21 to 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think I you've got to give that. Hamilton a lot, of credit, a lot of respect in this match, and especially if they won. Yeah. Uh, forum team in Scotland, Greg, still remain Cove Rangers. It's now seven wins on the spin for them, ten unbeaten. And they've kind of created a little um, league of their own. They're seven points clear in third. Uh, a, fair, a fair bit off Hamilton Falkirk, but certainly ahead of the Jason Pack as well. Uh, Roman Burrell, Burrell? I'm not quite sure where the uh, information should be on his, his name. Uh, second hat-trick in, uh, 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 in a row. Second hat-trick in a row. Two hat tricks in a row. Uh, in the league, and it's now nine and six league appearances for him. And uh, yeah, he's been instrumental in Cove's upturn in fortunes, hasn't he? It's a massive upturn. I, I'm tracking it at eight wins in a row. Oh, is it? Um, maybe, yeah, I'm sure it's eight yeah. in a row they've won. Um, unbeaten in ten. I just think Paul Hartley was close to the bullet a few months mm-hmm. ago. But they are Britain's form side. Nobody can come close to what they've delivered over the last couple of months. Uh, we said last week, there's there's no case to be made against backing Cove at Aaron, other than the fact that they're due, to, they're due to lose at some point. But we didn't see that happening there at Aaron, and I don't see them losing this one at home to Aloha. I, I really don't. On on home form, on home soil, Burrow scoring goals, 14 for the season, ability to make it nine wins on the spin, which very few clubs achieve over the course of a season. Or ever, to be fair, name wins on the spin. So I think for me, no reason not to back Cove again. We've been backing them for weeks now. They've delivered a fair amount of profit for us over the last couple of months. And I think the Cove to win and Cove to score two looks very solid at 11 to 10. There's no case to be made against it. There's really not. They're due to slip up at some point. Again, I don't see it being here. And Aloha, um, form's picked up a little bit, but away from home, very, very poor. I think it's one, one and seven on, on the road for, for Aloha. So, yeah, home win here and two home goals. Yeah, I was trying to find a price for Burrow to score, but nothing up yet. So that might be worth uh, shopping around. I think a few weeks ago we highlighted them and it was still a fairly decent price at 65 or something like that and got on the score sheet. So, um, yeah, if you're a fan of goal scorer bets, then certainly have a wee look out for a price there. Uh, before we move away from League One, Greg, I should probably mention Edinburgh City last week and I caught quite a few of us out, didn't they? Um, there was a wee bit of uh, unrest in the camp and I think we were sitting in the pub on Saturday 
just before the kickoff, and I think there's only three players ended up playing that had played in a previous game, and the team was full of youngsters. Yeah, I think some punters got a bit lucky with this one as well because Stirling Albion are, are poor. They're a poor side at the moment, Stirling Albion. And I know there's people weighing in on minus two, minus three, but I think they were, they were forgetting this is Stirling Albion we're speaking about who weren't in any great shape. And I think the boys that came in for Edmund City done really well. I know mm. they turned to a lot of their youth players and they actually went 1-0 up <laughs> in, yeah. in this match. They ended up losing the match 3-1, a, a, a late goal to seal the minus one. But yeah, not looking good for Edinburgh City. And they're away to Queen of the South, who blew away Montrose last week. Uh, they've still got his um, Montrose voodoo doll out after backing Montrose to win last week. 4-0 down in the first half. <laughs> but yeah, it was a sore one. The bookies have taken their time this week to bring prices up for this match. I, I believe they've only come up tonight. The um, right. prices, Queen of the South 1-4, to Edinburgh City 15-2. to uh, I think there'll be backers on the handicap. I, I guess as well, it really depends on how much have Queen of the South actually improved or did Montrose have a really bad day at the office. There's only 14 markets out for this game at the moment on Bet365. There's usually 100. So, yeah. yeah, there's no handicap betting at all in this match. To be fair, I don't even know why they bother bringing it up if that's yeah. what they're going to give us, 14 matches. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be popular if they do bring in the handicap. But uh, a Jim Dale hunt special at 1-4, to four, definitely boost your acca. And they'll be on every acca this weekend, Queen of the South. They'll go yeah. off 1-6, to 1-7 to seven probably. Yeah. OK, anything else in League One? Um, no, I don't think so. Kelty Hearts and Montrose are, are really... Difficult weekend last weekend from Montrose. Kelty Hearts having a, a pretty good season still. And at the bottom, Sterling Albion versus Annan. Uh, I, I think we'll see goals in that match. Uh, neither side can defend. We know all about Annan's away record in that league. Die, I think they've conceded 19 goals on the road so far. Um, Sterling Albion shipping a goal to uh, a very young Edinburgh City side last week. So defence is certainly not in top in their matches. So I think we'll see goals in that match at 3-4. to four. Yeah, both teams involved in a 3-1 games last week. Um, so yeah, could be goals there. Uh, let's have a wee cursory look at League 2, as we tend to do. Don't get involved in too many of these games. Big win well, we say finish. that. He's 5-1 for us last week. We've dipped in now <laughs> again into the uh, into <laughs> League 2, but but you're right. It's not a league we focused too much on, as, as it's really difficult. <laughs> Yeah, and big win for Stenhouse. We were at the top of the table last week. They went to Dumbarton and won. I think that was the fourth game without conceding, and they are at home to the aforementioned East Fife this weekend. Yeah, a great win. Stenny leading the way at the moment now. Uh, in pole position. They have played a game more than in Peterhead, who are at home to Clyde, and expect Peterhead to beat Clyde. So, a big match. East Fife needed that, needed that win last week. They really do. It was a massive win for East Fife. I think they finished was it four 0 four one. It finished. And for now, yeah. Seven to ten for Stenhouse Muir. Probably have to say it's a fair price, but East Fife maybe due to come good at some point. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see East Fife scoring this match. It's a very competitive league, uh, but it's kind of hard to argue against Stenhouse Muir, especially top of the league and going to Dumbarton last week and winning. So yeah. Stenhouse Muir will have their backers, as will Peterhead, at just a shade below one to two at home to yeah, Clyde. I guess they don't travel well, and I, I don't believe Clyde. Enjoy their long treks up to Balmuir. Uh, three wins and 21 visits up there. Yeah, there's not many, is it? Yeah, we're kind of waiting to see if Ian McCall can have an impact there at Clyde, but so far, picked up the odd point here and there, but nothing nothing major. I don't think he's they're not detached. They're only four points behind Elgin. Mm-hmm. 
Elgin at home to Spartans. Spartans at five to six. That gives me the absolute fear. Mm-hmm. Seeing that price for a team <laughs> in League Two, so yeah. I would I would I would avoid Spartans at all costs, just on the basis that, that price is really short and it's odds on. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Elgin pick some points up. Seeing that Spartans have had a, a decent st- st- season so far yeah, in, in, in League Two, so yeah, it's it's not really a match for getting involved in. Quite intrigued to see how Stranraer get do at home. We picked up a little bit of Stranraer. Stranraer score going to be two goals. Bonnie Rig not great in the road either. So definitely opportunities here, but I think we've got enough to keep ourselves busy with. Indeed. Uh, speaking of which, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets this weekend? Yeah, so starting on Saturday, Celtic at home to Hearts, and um, we're taking Celtic over three and a half cor- first half corners at eleven to ten. Moving into the Ross County v Dundee game, and it's a bet builder taking over one point five match goals and over nine point five match corners. That also pays eleven to ten. I may have a bet from St Mirren versus Motherwell that I'll share on the channel. Uh, moving into the Championship, I do fancy Inverness to beat Arbroath at 17 to 20 and I may have something up on the channel as well regarding the air versus airdrie match and finally and also also quite fancy Morton to be fair mm-hmm. at home to Queen's Park uh, moving into the league, league one uh, I'm taking Cove to win and over 1.5 match goals at 11 to 10 and I'll also have something from the the Aberdeen versus Rangers cup final on Sunday yeah good stuff plenty for our listeners Get stuck into this weekend. Now, don't forget if you want to join Greg's channel, you're not already a member, then you can find all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. Uh, and obviously, we're, we're kind of hitting that stage of the season. There's plenty of games coming up over the next couple of weeks, um, so there'll be plenty of action in Scotland. Um, fingers crossed the weather, the weather won't take a turn for the worse <laughs> as well. Um, so that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend ahead of the Christmas fixtures. In the meantime, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thanks, guys, and good luck.